If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to our week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? Good, Connor. Overwhelmed this week. There might be too much news to talk about, I would say. <laughs> don't, don't do what? that from the very start. Lad, I'm setting the bar high is all a big week, everyone. Stay listening, leave a like and the rest. I'm sure everyone knows the big news that all dropped this week. It was, it was Oh, we're gigantic. all familiar with the big news. We'll get to the big news. <laughs> I look I like the idea of someone's at home going, What the fuck is the big Did What's I miss that? What am I after missing? Did I miss <laughs> like, some massive movie news? Because we are people's only exposure to the world of movie news, as we, as we well know, Connor. We are yeah. on the front lines of journalism in that regard. And and sometimes the problem with journalism is that there's some weeks where there isn't a big flat-out trailer, big massive news story to cover. Maybe you just have lots of little stories, and that's just as good, Shaw. Let's not argue. That's just as good as we all know and love. Honestly, some of my favourite stories have been the smaller ones, like the time you told me there was a film where the movie was the villain <laughs> That's, that was a big one to be fair I mean yeah the moon is pretty big you know <laughs> pretty big um, so I mean yeah as we said this is Movie Mondays um, and we normally talk about all the movie news normally we're a bit more cheery but I feel like we've kind of given away the secret for this week's show um, but if you could give us a like and review because I mean it can only go up from here um, or yeah. down like and review it before you hear it and then don't change your decision <laughs> afterwards is what I would say <laughs> Um, we're going to start off Movie Mondays this week talking about our favourite man, Mr. James Gunn. Um, Gunn I said yeah. favourite, but I mean, I have lots of favourite human beings, but he's just a man we talk about a who's lot. Who's your favourite man, um, though? Who's my favourite man? Yeah. Not a, no, all men are bastards. There you go, oh, trick question. Correct answer. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Not even you. <laughs> I would also have accepted Henry Cavill, but continue. Oh, Cavill's a good... No, Colin Farrell. I'm going... Colin Farrell I'm sticking to it yeah yo, I, I support mm-hmm. you in that that's fine mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so Sean James Gunn he came out this week he did another little bit of an interview talking uh, to Empire mm-hmm. and um, and this is just like 
It's a bit of an interesting story because he was kind of being asked not only about the projects that they're currently working on over at DC. I don't know if you know, but uh, James Gunn currently runs DC with Peter Safran. Um, James Gunn, director yes. of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, and the Suicide Squad. And Slither. And, and, <laughs> I should have started with Slither. <laughs> Leave with Slither, come on, man. <laughs> director of Slither, right? Um, but uh, J- James Gunn, uh, he was then talking about not only about the projects that they're working on but also the people that they're going to be working on because obviously brand new slate for dc everyone's out and everyone's not in sometimes but they are kind of in but not in Um, they might pick some people they might pick the same people put them in a different role they might pick no one and can the whole thing exactly they might tell someone to come back then tell them the next day don't come back then tell them go do a warhammer movie they might build an entire marketing campaign (laughs) around bringing someone back and then two weeks later, cut them completely. <laughs> to be fair, to I'm going to give cre- I'm going to I'm going to give Good and Saffron a bit of leeway here, in that they were there when they brought back the first person. <laughs> when they were like, "Come back!" They only got hired midway through that process. That is fair. That is mm. fair. And um, um, that's not on them. That wasn't their decision. And so then they just arrive and are like, who am I, this guy? <laughs> oh no, we have to uninvite him. <laughs> oh, someone's going to have to tell Henry, guys. <laughs> Um, but James Gunn has been talking about who they're going to cast in all the future DC projects and he says that he would love to work with all of the people that are, were involved in the Guardians of the Galaxy cast but perhaps over on DC's side. Um, interesting. Now, this is interesting for several reasons. Because obviously then you have this, you have kind of people picking and choosing, like some big projects, like they'd be perfect for this, they'd be perfect for yeah. that. Also, other side of the argument is maybe we just hire new people and maybe we just forget about those people and let them go off and do different things. That is fair. Can I offer a, a single counterpoint? I know is who you're going to pick and I know the role you're going to pick them for. Go on. <laughs> How quickly does Dave Batista accept the role of Bane? <laughs> I knew exactly what you mean. <laughs> like, it's the biggest, easiest slam dunk of all time. It's the ha- it's the biggest, best win that DC could ever hope for at this point. <laughs> but I would then counteract that with... It's so funny because I was saying it, but I was like, but Dave Batista has been, though, would be cool. We kind um, of perfect, like... But also, you have the other side of the fact that maybe Batista um, doesn't want to come back into a superhero role. Because, I mean, he's very adamant in that he just loves acting. And he loves acting in, like, really big, fucking cool movies that he can win Oscars for. He's going for Oscars, this guy is. Um, That's fair. He's, we've said it before. He's the wrestler that best transitioned to being an actor because he picked the right roles. He didn't Because he picks anything. weird roles. Like, he yeah, picks different like roles. Out there roles. Yeah, and so, like, he's kind of covered a whole area. And I, I don't... Even just the way he's talking about Drax now, it's kind of like, this is my last hurrah. I'm never going to play Drax again. The vibe yeah, like, I, I got is... I love Drax, but, like, he's limited in what you yeah, can do. Yeah, and, and the vibe I got was maybe he's kind of out of superhero movies, which is absolutely fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Would James Gunn coming in going, I'd like you to play Bane, but... Uh, a smart bit, a comic a book comic accurate, accurate. We're gonna do, we're gonna do Nightfall, yeah. and that's the bane you're going to play, and break I Robert think- Pattinson's spine. <laughs> See, would you put him in the Pattinson universe or have him as the Bane in the new mainline DC universe? Say? Mm, I'd put him in the Pattinson universe. He'd be way better there, right? Like, oh, a million times better. There's somehow more prestige to that. <laughs> like like the, a million times better solely for the fact that Pattinson's Batman would do that, make that mistake. So if I hasn't read Nightfall, I know we're concentrating on one, man, one member of the whole <laughs> Guardians team. It's all I care about, I'll be honest. <laughs> Chris Pratt's in everything, right? He's great. Yeah. Right? Bradley Cooper, he's done enough already. He seems know? pretty good at acting, that guy. Vin Diesel's on another Fast and Furious 27. But, yeah. but Zoe Saldana has 18 more Avatar movies to make. She'll be grand. J- Jimmy Cameron's got her locked in. Um, <laughs> but, like, you have um, Bane in Nightfall. The story goes that he basically set, he releases all the criminals 
um, mm-hmm. from prison and he makes Batman spend all day all night for three days straight I think it is just rounding all the villains up putting them all away one by one he never sleeps and he gets weaker and weaker as the days goes on just trying to put everyone back so he's got to go catch Riddler got to go catch Penguin got to go catch Joker whatever yeah. day three Bane just shows up at the fucking mansion while Batman's like limping home after his 900 battle that fucking week and Bane yeah. just turns and just breaks his fucking spine over his kneecap yeah it's like the scene in the Dark Knight Rises but way way better <laughs> way, and way better. better set up because Batman's way more heroic in that he's like he actually tries to fight even though like it's like his 57th fight and he's just like okay and this is like yeah. the big boss but it's, it's literally it's like Captain America I can do this all day he's like he's just gonna get back up and try and fight <laughs> until his spine gets broken and I can see Pattinson's Batman just pushing himself constantly to try and capture all the criminals and then getting caught just because he's just constantly trying to catch everyone all the time true but I feel like you might fall into the trap there of like He's still, it's still quite early. Like, I don't think you could do that in the Batman 2. Um, I, I think you'd have to push that to maybe the third Batman movie, mm. in which case that might be the last Batman movie. Mm. Uh, and but then, then you're just, rem- you're just basically mirroring Nolan. The Nolan trilogy. Yeah. Which is, they're already being accused of because of a Joker tease at the end of the first yeah. movie. Like, yeah. it's a whole thing. So, I, I can see him. Um, I mean, I can see Pom Clementif and uh, Karen Gillan. I mean, Karen Gillan in fucking DC would be amazing if they could be get huge. it. In. It would be so, so good. Yeah. Um, and you got uh, Sean Gunn is already technically, he's Calendar Man technically. I mean, to be honest, he's going to be in all the movies no matter what in some form or another if James Gunn's involved. That is very, very true. Um, is there any other Guardians then that we can think of? Like that that's it for yeah. Guardians cast, right? I mean, the one casting I did see was Chris Pratt as uh, Booster Gold. Um, that and makes I, sense. I can see that happening. So Booster Gold's character is he's just a cocky idiot from the future uh, who's come back in time and is pretending to be the world's greatest superhero from where his time was. But he was a loser, actually, in like the year 2900. But he's come back yeah. in time and he's like, I'm actually a massive hero where I'm from. And he's kind you of just know useless. It, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm gas. Yeah, and um, he's, he's kind of useless, but he spends his whole time just going for followers. Like, he just wants, like, fame more so than anything else. That's, that's cool. That's kind of like Star-Lord a bit in that it's just like... yeah roguish like cult of personality thing that he's kind of building up around himself Mm. but it's a little more sad with booster gold yeah would you would you would you enjoy the guardians coming across because obviously like james Gunn's worked them he's afraid he's friends with them all or do you just want the clean slate just just brand new people i think i don't think i if you're making a film you need like tentpole actors that you can build the thing around and be like, like here, look, here's this well-known actor that you know and like. Come see our film, and then you introduce maybe smaller characters and smaller actors or less well-known actors who then benefit from that exposure. I would say. Well, I mean, the counterpoint to that is the Guardians movie, in that nobody was known. That's true. Zoe Saldana was the biggest name in it, but she was blue most of the time in her like biggest movie of all time in the, yeah in the movie she was maybe most uh, and I the Star Trek films like they're her, probably her two massive roles at that point at the time yeah but I don't think that like I don't think it's a bad thing to bring any of those actors across but I wouldn't like the way Chris Pratt is being cast as like Garfield and Mario I wouldn't bring him across solely for the fact that you can use Chris Pratt on the poster yeah. if that makes sense mm. and, and I do also take Chris Pratt's I think his selling point is like dwindling more. So the like, yeah, he had a good last ten years. years there of being the new hot thing in Hollywood. Yeah, and I feel he just did too much, and now <laughs> we're sick. Of yeah. I d- I think he was in every movie for like so long that everyone's like, okay, well, it's just Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's just in this movie. Um, he's just playing Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's playing Chris Pratt. I I think the two I would love to see are obviously Dave Batista and Karen Gillan. I think that I think Zoe Saldana, as you said, locked in for like the next four of Avatar movies. I don't think you're ever going to clear up her schedule at the at this point. Um, no, Car- Karen Gillan as a Barbara Gordon Oracle would be fucking amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking good, actually. <laughs> actually, that would be class. And she's got like she's got she's got the hair. She's got. 
the athletic like ne- like Nebula is as good an acrobat as Barbara Gordon is. Uh, yes. So yeah, she has that kind of training and acting already. I'd love to see her do more as a character, you know, because Barbara Gordon is quite you know fun loving and quick and quick-witted whereas nebula is more serious and droll and dry so it'd be nice to see her take mm. that kind of a route with a superhero but also she, i think she's a very comedic actress herself like she oh I she think is. She's, she's fucking hilarious she's fucking hilarious like so let's just let her go let's just see what happens I, I think it'd be really great um so yeah karen gillen some sort of backer form would be great i think dave batista i think you cast them as anyone other than Bane at this point. I feel like you're just wasting money. Like, there's loads of money on the table. Just cast them as yeah. Bane. Um, I think Bradley Cooper could do a very good Harvey Dent. <sighs> That'd be great. I think he'd be really good at that. I think he has it. Like, he has the smarmy, cocky lawyer side. And then I feel he could do the the, the other half of Two-Face. Also, we're just going Batman world here. Like, we're not going all of DC. Like, true. there's so many other characters you could pick from. Like, you could have Bradley Cooper as Hal Jordan. Just, just off the top of my head. Yeah. Just, the, I mean, I don't actually, think anyone wants to touch Green Lantern, but go on. Oliver Queen. He'd be a decent Oliver Queen, I would Oh, say. he would. He would be great as Oliver Queen. He'd have yeah. the billionaire thing down. Though I think if anyone but Stephen Amell gets cast as Hal, I think there'll be riots. <laughs> <laughs> from all that Arrow season 6 that's where it got good Sean that's where it got back yeah, good yeah it got again. real bad for a while then it got back good again but no one watched it and then it got and real bad again <laughs> yep <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news I was just excited to see who we would come up with maybe in a sort of bringing the Guardians across um, we've got just Batman here but send in your ideas of across the because de- there's fucking as you can see through our Hero Zeros there's like Millions of them <laughs> that it could Fucking be. Heap of DC characters. Most of them are shit, granted. But some ah, of them are right. no, he's, ah, it's true, but you don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> he's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> Sean, I'm going to say some words now that you are not going to enjoy. Oh. Um, because I have Tron Tree is back on with Jared Leto. He's back in oh. for Tron that, Tree. Yes. That headline got worse and worse by the fucking word, didn't it? <laughs> Is Jared Leto in Tron Legacy? Yes. Who is he in Tron Legacy? Some weird I'm, computer man? Oh, I, I take so. It, I'm trying to remember. So uh, the Tron, he, he Leto has. I mean, he's been leading the franchise for many years, Sean. He's the big deal in that franchise. We all know and love Jared. Um, yeah. It's your first time listening to us talk about Jared. Jared is one of the worst people. <laughs> he's just a, a horrendous. Like he's just a miserable. <laughs> human to be around by all accounts we don't as like an Irish him. person we're going to call him no crack and we're going to call him bad vibes <laughs> we're going to leave him as that no crack bad vibes notions and just dry <laughs> dry he's dry that's exactly what he is um, yeah. that's not uh, um, I like how our insults are just ah he's no he's dry like he's fucking dry he's no, it's, it's no crack like there's no fun about him he's just no, miserable um, so Jared I mean uh, he's had a few years of like massive massive stardom with Morbius um, Morbius re-release uh, Morbius hopefully re-re-release um, we can only and hope. He had the Joker. That was pretty good. Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He was yeah. He, he ruined that one as well. <laughs> yeah. House of, House of Gucci. Uh, <laughs> oh, he was terrible in that. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club. That that. I won an Oscar for that. You got to give him that. Yeah, okay, you won an you Oscar for him, Yeah, look, credit for yeah. that. He's a bad yeah. man. He's a bad man. He's a bull boy. He's bad vibes. Um, American but, Psycho. Gets axed to the head. Fight Club gets the that, shit kicked out of him. I'm sensing two of my favourite movies, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> They're my faves. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, Tron Tree is now officially happening. And Jared is coming back. Hot off Morbius's success. He's bringing back Tron Tree. Which is a movie we were all asking for. Um, I'm pretty sure Tron has a massive fan base. Which is pretty cool. Uh, just as... Right. A franchise, him coming back to star at number three, I feel like might be a hindrance to the pro- whole project. No, now I didn't see his name in the Tron, in the filmography for Tron Legacy. So mm. I don't know what his attachment to this franchise is. Like, do, it's apparently, from what I saw just Googling there, Tron Ares. Which yeah, is like, Tron Ares. Ares is God, the god of war in Greek yeah. mythology. So maybe it's some kind of computer war that's happening. <laughs> I don't know. 
Why get Jared in though is the real question. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I said he was leading it. What I meant is that he was he's been attached to it. Sorry, since it's he's been attached to it since like twenty seventeen, I think. They've been trying to get this thing off the ground. Right, okay. I do apologize. So okay. yeah, I mean So he, he might necessarily be starring in this. He could just be, you know, producing or directing perhaps. No, no, I'm pretty positive he's in it. <laughs> Does he have to be though? Does he have to be in it? <laughs> <laughs> but what if he wasn't? Just everyone huddling. What if he like, wasn't? If there's it? an actor, if there's an actor in Hollywood who has proven to not be a safe bet within the last two to three years, surely it's him. And also maybe The Rock, depending <laughs> on how you look at things. Uh, see, I think The Rock is still bankable. I think I think still think Rock's name brings you in at least four hundred million. Okay, but Jared doesn't. It's what you're telling me. No, I I think Jared might be <laughs> the Jared ever. I mean, okay, so let's say, okay, we put Jared in a simulation and then we make a movie about that. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think he has it in him to play the kind of hero that a Tron movie needs, which is like generally good-hearted, nice guy, <laughs> which is like what every Tron movie has been so far. I, I literally threw the story in just so we could shit on Jared. <laughs> I don't like without retreading old ground. I don't know how much more I have in me. I just think, uh, yeah. like the fact that he's attached to it absolutely guarantees that I will not see this film. <laughs> not only will I not get watch it, I will not watch the trailer. I will not I be will, associated with. Frankly, I am annoyed we're talking about it right now. But it has to be said: he's a terrible man. Don't support his films. <laughs> Or his music. There, I said oh, it. Oh, lads. Oh, lads. Somebody, somebody put up a tweet. Uh, it was one of those where Jared's been a massive fan of Tron since he was 13. Just Google Jared Leto and 13. <laughs> Age 13. <laughs> if you really want to find more of the story. That's, that's, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, he's a bad man. Um, oh, if you're still bad, liking bad, Jared, bad. just look up the time that he made himself blind on Blade Runner 2049. And then they had to pay an assistant to walk him around the set even though he's clearly able to see or just any of the shit he did on Suicide Squad yeah. any of this kind of thing uh, or we Morbius like <laughs> More, look at Morbius just look at anything to do with Morbius well no, that was that was a bright spot that, that was a bright spot we, we won't hold that against them because Morbius is obviously the best movie of 2021 and 2022 that's true release it one more time we'll prove it no really, <laughs> I swear. Really. I swear we were all busy that day I'm sorry look, we were I, all yeah, moving I, I was washing my car, but genuinely, release it again, I'll be locked in, lads. I swear I'll go see it this I'll be there day one. Day one. (laughs) We're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is a story that really kind of broke my heart. Um, But uh, Channing Tatum. Now, Ed Ball posted in our Detective Development's discussion group uh, on Facebook that uh, Channing Tatum's been doing interviews this week because obviously Magic Mike is coming out. Um, and so he was, he was talking to Vanity Fair and he was just having a chat just generally about his career. What what happened in the last few years? Um, I'm not going to say what went wrong, but like what made him take time off and like what what kind of like what happened? And so yeah. um, what, what, what occurred, what came out of the interview was the fact that the movie Gambit really impacted him. Right. And that's like cause he put everything into getting the movie Gambit off the ground in like late 2016 to like 2019. And think, was it even earlier he was pitching it like like he'd, be, he'd wanted to do it for years yeah. Gambit's his favourite superhero and, and so and Channing Tatum 2014 Channing Tatum was like the biggest movie star or top five biggest movie stars in the world like from yeah. like in just in terms of if, especially in a certain age demographic that, I know that's like a bit of hyperbole but you know what I mean like he was massive at that point um, and he was in basically every movie for like five years um, non-stop because he was so bankable but what happened then was they didn't get the movie made. Fox got bought out by Disney and the movie got completely scrapped. Yeah. And, and so um, moving on from that, he kind of took, took a few years off. He said like he was in a bad, just in a bad way in terms of he just never got it off the ground. But now he's kind of coming back out with Magic Mike and he also has a few more plans, Sean, lined up because I have news of Channing Tatum's. His production team have actually bought the rights to do another ghost movie. Yes, they're planning to remake Ghost with him playing the Patrick Swayze role. 
Okay, here's the thing, right? Okay, one, I hate that this is happening. Stop remaking movies, make something new. Yeah. But... Yeah. If you want, like, a modern-day equivalent to how popular Patrick Swayze... Or Patrick Swayze, as we call him, uh, how popular he was back in the day. Channing Tatum is it, man. Like, he is. Also, I feel he just likes pottery a lot. He does. I bet he does. Like, and you know what? I bet he's good at. He's one of those people that he just yeah. looks good at things. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just naturally good, and he's sexy when he's doing pottery. <laughs> like, it's not fair. And me and you look like fucking idiots, <laughs> like giraffes trying to make. Some oh, pots. you ever see us doing pottery? It's it, it can't be shown online. Like, it's, it's, um, so I mean, obviously, Ghost. If anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, is a movie from the ninety, the year nineteen ninety. Sean, um, you had. Director Jerry Zucker, uh, and you also had um, Demi Moore, pretty good, and also, I would know that lady from um, Sister Act 2, back in the habit, Whoopi Goldberg, yes, she won an Oscar, I'm pretty positive for that movie, so, um, it actually banked like $500 million back then. That's huge which, in 1990. Yeah, 1990 has pretty big money, and it also got a Best Picture Oscar nomination. And it is one, also one of the like iconic like rom-coms that's ever been made mm. like or, or just romance movies i suppose um which begs the question again why remake it but look we like mm. to support channing on this mm. podcast see we're in a difficult situation here in that we continuously agree that remakes of movies that were good is just silly and maybe just do movies that are new <laughs> that are good <laughs> yeah but sometimes we like an actor enough to be like hey let's just support him that's the kind of good faith you get when you're not a terrible terrible person Jared <laughs> yeah Channing Tatum yeah, he's just and also his sadness over Gambit <laughs> makes us like he just loves Gambit and we've kind of discussed Channing Tatum since the very start in that my fav- one of our, my favourite stories we ever covered was remember when he was going to shoot Gambit in his own backyard um, he was looking into making it himself we yeah. extrapolated the story that he was making it in his backyard <laughs> <laughs> he was going to make it himself and I was just like that is the man is just he's just determined he's, he's just dying to make Gambit like di- do you think just- do you think there's room for just a Gambit cameo in Deadpool 3 like any space for like he's leaving the the Fox X-Men universe and he's just like oh hey Gambit didn't realise you were here the whole time and it's just Channing Tatum I, I mean I could see that happening I feel like they need to give that to him it just just give just him once. one time just once being the actor the character and just so he could have Cause, it because the most ha- one of the most heartbreaking things is remember that Comic Con panel and he came out wearing a Gambit t-shirt <laughs> at the X-Men panel Yes. And just nothing came of it. Oh, Channing. It's so harsh. He let deserves be better, ghost. honestly. Let him be ghost. Just let him, yeah, just let him be. Like, it's a bad this. idea. And it's not going to make any money, but just let him be ghost. Just, if that makes him happy, I'm willing to let it happen. I'm willing to let him remake any movie he wants. <laughs> just he can't be Gambit. If you Google Gambit Channing Tatum, you get a Wikipedia page called Gambit Bracket Unproduced Film. Close bracket. Oh, lads. He was so close multiple times. Um, So ready. So ready to go. He was just ready. He was just so... And he was starting in, like, G.I. Joe. And he was like, I don't fucking give a shit about G.I. Joe. (laughs) Just let me be Gambit. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, back from, like, 2009, even. Like, when Origins Wolverine was happening, he was in talks to, like, do something with Gambit. Yeah. Oh, it's so so heartbreaking. Um, Okay, so, I mean, I just wanted to cover that. So we could be getting a remake of Ghost starring Channing Tatum. So we're all... Just so we're all aware... Um, Mm -hmm. And John, I'm going to move on to another headline that, look, literally, I'm just going to say the headline and I'm genuinely intrigued as to how you're going to react because I feel like you're going to have the same reaction that I had upon hearing this. Um, So here we go. Sequel to The Passion of the Christ is reportedly filming this year. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... As two Christian boys... (laughs) <laughs> from Christian Look, Ireland Sean there's a lot more story to tell you know uh, 
<laughs> We've always said it's very similar to the Gladiator movie. Once the main character dies at the end of the first one, it's tough to get a sequel out of the way. But, That's I mean... True. If only the main character could come back somehow. Ooh. <laughs> um, it's also called, I think, The Passion of the Christ Resurrection. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not called Passion of the Christ Resurrection. <laughs> So what's this? He just he comes back from the dead, like as Jesus is one to do, and yeah. just goes around visiting the apostles and shit, is it? <laughs> so I look, it's one of these stories, right? It's very clear. Look, um we're not here to insult anyone's fate. It's more so that we grew up in a very religious Catholic Ireland um, schools yeah. especially. And so we get beaten with this, so this just becomes funny to us that there's gonna be it's just, like, we've heard it, like stories about. Th- I remember Passion of the Christ coming out and it being a big talking point, like on the radio in two thousand and four. Like, oh, yeah, it's like oh, they're talking about Jesus. Is that allowed? Yeah, and you're not like, allowed talking about Jesus. Like, talking about Jesus. Can't talk about Jesus, lads. But here, it's one of those where I literally never even thought about it. But they're doing a sequel called Resurrection because obviously, sure, it's in. It's, have you not read the fucking source material that they're taking it from? Like, sure, there's, That's a there's another cliffhanger, like, there. like, but because, <laughs> but like, it, 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 but after the resurrection, it's more of just like going around telling people to be sound to each other, and then he goes off back up to heaven. Like that's. That's the movie. Like, where's the where's the human drama in the whole thing? Unless it's dealing with like the apostles and the, the, how they like slowly drift apart after Jesus dies. So <laughs> emotionally, yeah, yeah, it, it turns into marriage story. What if it's a prequel? <laughs> and it's because you know it's it's docu- the young you know, Skywalker. It's it. <laughs> it follows Judas and how he fell. <laughs> It follows him and he's a pod racer. <laughs> and, yeah, it's and still a like, pod racing scene somehow. Just the sand people. They took his they took his parents and he just he just got turned into a bit of a bitch. Like it I just I, it's such a baffling choice of a movie. Like Well don't worry, because Mel Gibson has directed it, so that's pretty this good. This is my follow up question. Is yeah. Mel involved? Mel is directing this sequel, yeah, and it is actually called The Passion of the Christ Resurrection. I was not lying. That is the name they have it working under. Right. Okay. Mm. Um I mean, look, in a similar vein, Google, if you want to look, if you want to know how much he knows about the source material, Google Mel Gibson Judaism, because let me tell you, there are some articles. He knows heaps. He knows heaps, you know, so let's, why not support? Why not give him millions to make another move? And you know what? He just keeps being quietened by Hollywood. They just won't let him make any dick. They won't let him do any more work because of things he might have said in the past. And did they read he was in like seven movies last year? Yeah, he, was, like, he got around last year, didn't he? But he's just, he's not allowed work. That's the problem. That is the problem these days. I mean, you can't say nothing. Can't say anything these days, Sean. Especially Since things that PC are offensive. gone mad. So what happened is Hollywood got woke and went broke, clearly. Uh, but, like... Do, do you bring back the same actor who played Jesus in the oh, first one? Oh, they are, one? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good, 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 yeah. good. Jim uh, Caviezel? So, not familiar with him, but I mm. guess he played Jesus that one time. Look, it's a defining role for the lad, to be fair to him. I mean, look, if you if you start off and you play Jesus... Yeah, where does then... it go from there? Huh, do you know what? He was originally cast to play Cyclops in Egghead. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> there was a there was a bit of a, a scheduling conflict. <laughs> He's just constantly on set. What if Jesus had laser eyes though, Mel? <laughs> like, yeah, just I've done a lot objects. of laser eye training, you know. <laughs> what if he just stared really intently at somebody and fucking burnt them in half? The laser eyes wouldn't go astray. I mean, he's the fucking... He's the most powerful person around, like... He's trying to turn Look, into will, an X-Men movie. He just... He keeps trying to... He's like... So there's this character called Gambit. My friend Channing, yeah. he's really eager. <laughs> he can come the in. The Apostle Gambit. Um, the... Also, just very quickly, he was also in a movie called Paul, Apostle of Christ, and he played St. Luke. Now, he's he's double-dipping on religious imagery he's there. He's getting around. I just want to say. He's getting yeah. around. He's getting around. Um, but I think, right, why, why does this movie need to be made, of all things? Mm. Why does Passion of the Christ need a sequel? <laughs> Resurrection. I think the first one said everything it needed to say. Honestly, yeah. And it yeah. was, the first one was absolutely categorically made thinking, no, we'll never make a follow-on to this. And like, what's the stakes? What is the stakes when Jesus We need to go back and watch the died. first one. 
<laughs> we need to go back and watch the first one to see if there was any hints of a sequel. Are we, so are we doing that for the Lazarus Pit, are we? On the Patreon? We're, we're we're, they were universe built it as a time shot. That's what I mean. Well, they're they're laying fucking Lazarus Pit, so you would. To be fair to the lad. Yeah. And look, I will say, I don't like Mel Gibson. Hacksaw Ridge is a pretty good movie, I will yeah, say. Yeah. But I think Garfield carries that. <laughs> Andrew, not the cat. <laughs> the cat, but also the cat. I mean, they both love lasagna, famously. <laughs> they, do, they do, they do, they love lasagna. I mean, do you think Garfield, Andrew, likes lasagna? I'd say Andrew Garfield likes a lasagna. Probably a, probably a veggie lasagna. I will say. Just, just you know, Hollywood yeah. types. But <laughs> he seems like a nice yeah, man, just, though. So we'll always back him as well. Oh, no. Again, Jared, this is the good faith that a man can build. You know, <laughs> Jared, he's just not Jared and Mel. <laughs> Jared and Mel. We're getting a little circle going here. And just start being nice <laughs> and say you're sorry for once. And then you can yeah. then you can do whatever you want with your lasagna. I mean, speaking of people that we will automatically forgive, no matter what they do, Michael B. Jordan, um, his yeah. next movie which will be a Rainbow Six movie based off the video game and Tom Clancy's books and all. Um, mm-hmm. You might think, just another movie. Well, John Wick's director, Chad Stelisky, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, probably not. Uh, he is down to direct the Rainbow Six movie starring Michael B. Jordan. So you got the John Wick director doing a Tom Clancy Rainbow Six movie with Michael B. Jordan leading it. Sean, how do we feel? Oh, conflicted, honestly. Because it's a it's a it's a it's a movie adaptation of a video of a video game adaptation of a book series, and yes. but it's cast one of our favorite actors, Michael B. Jordan, of course, yeah. uh, director of John Wick. That's fucking huge. Uh, yeah. The gunplay would be unreal. But it, it like what's special about Rainbow Six out of all the shooty shooty games Connor do you know have you played it I mean I have uh, in t- what's special about it I don't really understand what's special about it um, like they were probably ahead of their time when they first started coming out and then they got a big name like that mm. um, but I, I can't think of like I always think of them a Medal of Honor as like two of the shooty shooty games from the early 2000s that were all both very good um, yeah but and, and very good functionally and playably as games. They're really entertaining to play. But like, mm. I always thought like Call of Duty was the one that had like some level of story that you pay attention to. Um, no, I find Rainbow Six because obviously you're working as a team, so you got you got a teammate. So then that kind of added an extra layer of like you're working together tactics wise trying to figure it out I remember back in the day I had like a really really early Rainbow Six game on like the very old PC that could only work solitaire and it was like before the mission began you would have to tell each team so you'd have each four teams of two and you would basically tell them exactly where you wanted to to go and like on a map and you would draw it out like if you were attacking and there's like a hostage situation well the issue was I was like five and then I would play and immediately I would have all my men run directly into the building and just die and they were like oh you lost again the old front on approach so we never had Rainbow Six we had uh, Counter Strike was our game oh yes of course Uh, which again was like teams but there was none of this like planning or organizing. You just kind of ran off and did your own thing. Um, mm. How does that translate to a movie, though? Is my question. Like, is it just? It's just going to be a, a movie about a special group of. Well, soldiers, I mean, the novel is based off like there's a main character um, right. called uh, Clark, I think, and he's the he basically sets up the team that are called the Rainbow Six, and it's like counterterrorism. Um, and they basically go around taking down terrorists all around the world. So you could then do right. that in the movie where there's a the baddest of the bad fucking terrorist. Michael B. Jordan's the best of the best. He got the ragtag team together to try and save the president's son or daughter. Okay. Uh, it's sounding a bit propaganda I will be <laughs> honest. Like, you know how Top Gun got all that money from the military? Like, yeah. I feel like the military might just be like, ah, oh, and there's some left over for Rainbow Six. Yeah, Why but not? it's the John Wick director with Michael B. Jordan, Sean. Look, that's all great. Con- it could be the Passion of the Christ director with Jared Leto. But if the military is involved... <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it, really, that's the combo you need. <laughs> and look, if you want someone to play Jesus who would jump at the chance to play Jesus... It is Jared fucking Leto. <laughs> We're really shitting on the two of them a lot this episode. But you know Look, what? You can't shit it. enough. 
<laughs> you cannot shit enough. Um, Not their concerns. I mean, I could see this being like, remember the movie a few years ago that Michael B. Jordan did? What was that shooty movie that he did? That he was like a former agent, then he went there. And it was very similar to John Wick. Um, right. I think it was like okay. an Amazon movie, maybe. But You're it was basically like he was like a stone cold killer. You? Hmm? You're nothing of extraction or anything like that. Uh, uh, it might be extraction. I don't know. Sean that's, is looking it up. I, I know for a fact worth. it was it was all right. Uh, without remorse. Might yeah, be it's that a Tom one. Clancy movie yeah. where he plays yeah. he plays a man called John Clark. Yeah. Now that could that could be it. All right. Okay. So this is just so it's it's another one of these. Is what's yeah. So it's there. basically that. Yeah. But he's now going to set up the whole team. So the movie uh, of that one is that he seeks revenge after his wife dies, um, right. and they're killed by a group of elite Russian operatives. Sean. So oh. basically, the plot of John Wick, but in a different form. So now you've got the director of John Wick, but now he's got a whole team. You could have a situation where, like, you have like six guys break into a building, and I mean, I'm already copying copying a different movie here. But then they go through floor by floor, taking people out in very fancy ways. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty ready. Uh, now, <laughs> the I just looked it up. First of all, Jamie Bell is also in this movie. Uh, oh. as, and, and he, he becomes deputy director later on, spoilers. But at the end of the movie, they propose the creation of a multinational counter-terrorism team, mm-hmm. codename Rainbow. Mm-hmm. So we're talking sequels. That's what's happening here. This isn't coming out of the blue. I didn't even know this movie was made. <laughs> and it had, it had Michael B. Jordan. You didn't even know. Like, that's... He's like a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Oh, he's been on many a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many but a time. Like, I, I, I just think... Look, it, it worked once. It made... Let me tell you how much it made. Release. Uh, Asher came out on streaming during COVID, Connor. Yeah. So um, it essentially also, made no Chad, money. Chad, who is down to direct this movie, uh, he has directed all of the John Wick movies and, John, and he's also directing John Wick Chapter 4. Right. So he knows what he's doing in terms of guns and fights and stuff. Oh, he's the best of the best. He's literally the best of the best okay well look what we'll do then is we'll go we'll dress up in our combat fatigues and we'll go watch this in a cinema and we'll see how long it takes us to get kicked out (laughs) in ireland in In ireland Ireland, if you did that the lads the police would show up and go ah lads ah lads what's going on here lads come on better to be doing with your time genuinely cop on to yourself that's all I'll say to you now, right? You'd want to, you've got notions about yourself, and I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, sure, but Michael B. Jordan is also going to be in the I Am Legend sequel. I forgot that was going to happen. Is he? He's also yeah. producing the Static Shock movie that's apparently coming out, but probably won't be now. Yeah, he's also developing the the, the Black Superman series as well. The Valve's I'm pretty sure on that's. HBO. I'm pretty sure that's on the, probably on the table now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, we have to support him because he's a very nice man. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm interested to see what happens. Let's just let's just wait and see. Let him hold up. Let him cook. Sean is what I would say. Let him cook. Let the man cook. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, what a chef he is. Let's also give weekly updates. <laughs> <laughs> weekly hourly updates on Michael B. Jordan and how he is <laughs> today Grant he's absolutely fine as always um, but Sean we're moving on do you remember him in Lie to Me? <laughs> yeah yeah he was yeah. great in Lie to Me he was great in Lie to Me you haven't seen Lie to Me what a, what a show um, Tim Roth he loved to see it <laughs> Tim Roth and it, he taught me that like if somebody says something and they move their nose slightly or they move their lips slightly they must be lying and so I spent oh, like I've a good played. five years <laughs> a good five people. years just looking at people's faces like he's definitely lying I don't know why but he just is it's like L.A. Noir. That game. Remember that game? People could lie to you. I feel like L.A. Noir was more so like they would lie and then they would really very like obviously look around in like a very yeah. sca- oh, oh, um, I didn't kill him. And then they'd like shuffle and then like their eyes would do the, the back and forth like side to side. Yeah, it wasn't very subtle. But hey. Michael B. Jordan's a better actor than that, so remake Lie to Me is what I'm, I think I'm saying here. <laughs> he takes the Tim Roth role in the new Lie to Me. That would be class, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is just a small thing, Sean, that I thought you'd be interested to know. Is that Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. And um, this is the science fiction epic that Zack Snyder's yes. currently working on. It's going to Netflix. It's all well and good. But we've now found out from Variety that the Rebel Moon movie is not going to be just one movie. It's going to be a part one, part two, which is what we kind of do, but has now been confirmed. Thankfully, Sean. Um, So the Rebel Moon will live up to that description as the producer has come out and said, Rebel Moon is too epic to be just one movie. Sean? This is going to be the most middling sci-fi movie that anyone's ever made. Now, look, I'm sure it'll look fantastic, but, like, oh, no, no, look, I, I, should be, I should be nice. I keep telling people to make new things. The, Zack Snyder is making something new, so let's support it. Let's not yeah. hype it up till the end of the world, though. That will that will make things worse. I feel. I f- yeah. I feel like coming in saying it's too epic to be one movie just from the get go. I feel like you're setting them up to fail. I just just be like it's real good, and we think there was a lot in it. Um, yeah. He he again came uh, and this is his quote, Sean. I thought you'd like this about Mister Zack Snyder. Zack's come in with so much passion. This is a film that he's had in his mind for decades. As you know, he spent so much time working on other people's IPs at other studios. We worked with him on Army of the Dead, and we did, we did things that other others couldn't do. We made a film and then a prequel and launched it and launched a live experience oh lord um, with Rebel Moon he oh. wanted to push the envelope again um, and we when we saw how big the world he, he created was we thought it would be better served as two pieces because the world was just so big Sean why, why do people have to sell things like this like why are people justifying their own jobs by writing 90 paragraph press releases to just say Oh, we thought the film would work better told in two parts. What's the point? There's so much to deal with all of the time. Why do I need to read all of this as well? <laughs> there's so much to deal with. Just on an emotional I'm, level, there's so much to deal with. I just, I cannot, I just cannot do it right now. This might be a me thing. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm yeah. having a bad week. But just, just stop trying to sell everything all the time. Also, stop making everything a, a subscription. Well, you're right. Let me own something. Why not? <laughs> Let's just have a general discussion about Sean's mental health. And oh, that look, it'll be a short discussion, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> back to you in the studio. <laughs> um, so, Sean, are you excited about Rebel Moon now that we know it's two parts? I'll watch it when it comes out. Uh, the, the fact that it's two parts has not affected my excitement whatsoever, mm. I will say. Interesting. I'd wager that's the same for most people. <laughs> I would say so. Um, but, Sean, I know something that will excite you is our next oh, story. Exhausting. <laughs> I've just literally broken you down <laughs> for the whole hour. Something happened. You just unzipped me. You see, here's the issue, right? If I can find something that really is, like, massive, I then take personal pride in just picking stories just to try and irk you. <laughs> that's fair. That's, it. that's all right. If someone has to be irked. And if that's I content, think it that's content. Me. It, it just entertains me. That's just to see you get worked up and then go, I just can't, Connor. I just, I just can't I simply anymore. cannot. <laughs> Um, so Sean the Flash movie this is another headline that really made me laugh and this is why I'm giving it to you because I just want you to join in because I have the Flash movie merch reveals a third evil version of Ezra Miller's DC hero I think Ezra Miller is already the evil version of the DC hero it's interesting you say that because I thought the exact same joke when I read it well I'm glad I got in there first yeah. Um, so, Sean, I mean, Ezra, the movie's coming out. We're all very excited. Uh, Ezra Miller's Flash. Um, they're going to be excellent, I think. And the movie's going to make millions, billions. Um, Trillions. You told me it's your, it's your most anticipated movie of the year. Um, and I mean, they're doing June it. 2 is also coming out. Like, yeah, Guardians like, 3, that's, that's up there. It's, yeah, they're, they're second and third behind this greatness. And, um, and I mean, Ezra went on that fucking course, Sean. Now, like... The weekend course. <laughs> like, they, they went on a weekend course and now they're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry we did all those crimes. But let's just, pull, let's just put out the movie anyway. It'll be grand. So, because we knew there was going to be two 
uh, Barry Allen's in this movie. That was in the trailer already. Um, and you also had, um, is it Liz, Liz Allen? Or not Allen yet, I suppose, but, uh, what the, do you mean? there was, there was someone else as a flash in the trailer already. There was two Barry's Ooh, and one other person. There was a Barry and, well, Wally wasn't there. Johnny Quick. Am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? Here? Bart Allen. Uh, Iris West. We see in the trailer. Oh yeah, as well. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I thought you meant like another speedster. Iris West is always in all the Flash stuff. But is she dressed as a speedster in the trailer? I can't remember. It's come out <laughs> four times. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. I haven't seen the trailer that much because <laughs> I'm just not that interested, unfortunately. But now that we know that the, there's going to be uh, the Black Flash is the name of it. Um, right. And the Black Flash normally appears in the comics before the deaths of the Flash in certain iter- like so he they appear just before the death of the character. Right, okay. Um, and so I'm very interested to see how this is. It's like a Grim Reaper kind of kind of vibe. Oh, okay. Has. So you see the Black Flash and you know you're about to die kind of Because it's it like returns the Flash to like the speed force. Okay. Interesting. So you do you think then that, that the move is to kill off Barry Allen in this? I mean, it would solve a lot of problems. Wouldn't it? And then just quietly end the universe from there. And then just quietly introduce Wally West and then move on with all of our lives. Could be cool to have like in whatever new rebooted universe. Maybe some of the stuff is like legend now. So like yeah. Barry Allen is like this legendary speedster that Wally West takes influence from. And the thing about the Flash is that they like obviously Barry Allen now with the Flash series, he's massive. But like yeah. from the late nineties, early thousands, like Justice League Unlimited, that animated show. I mean yeah. or Justice League in general, the animated show. Like Wally West is the Flash there. So like a lot of that audience now that grew up watching that are all in their late twenties, thirties, forties. And they're kind of now like, well Wally West is the one they grew up with on the screen so it would make perfect sense that you just were like okay well Barry Allen he dies that's how we get rid of Ezra then after that once Ezra's gone then we can bring in Wally West and then they can take over it's kind of a neat way of tying it up isn't it like and Mm. you can give Barry Allen then that kind of heroic send off if you want like sacrifice like Barry Allen sacrifices themselves just for like to save the universe in Flashpoint. That's kind of it, somehow. Yeah, like, it has to become one with the speed force to balance or stabilise it or something. Yeah, I mean, that's a like classic that. That's a classic Flash storyline. you got to keep running as fast as you can. It can't stop. Just forever. Just keep keep running. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it could work. I think, I think the less that sticks around of the old stuff, the better going mm. forward in DC, mm. would be my opinion. Um, so if they can spe- think of a good character way to write them out, that's how what I would go for. Speaking of that, our big news story of the week is actually a big non-news story, but is a news story. That is Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa has teased a major DC news coming, but he he said it in a way that is so obviously lobo, it is hard not to cover this story. <laughs> so okay. what's been rumored for weeks is that Jason Momoa is no longer going to be Aquaman, and he actually wants to be Lobo. He had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran. Uh, a few weeks ago and what was said to be very positive in terms of keeping him around in the DC okay. world um, and he says I got some really good good news great news at Warner Bros amazing news um, I wish I could tell you but here it is Peter I love you James I love you to the future to the future he said right <laughs> so then he also has then come out and is like I could be playing anyone um, I think his exact quote was like, "I'm I'm going to be Aquaman forever," um, but. and like, like he's like, "I'm Aquaman for all times. I don't want people coming in taking that, but I could also play other people. Uh, just like right. I can be lots of different things at once." Could he not have just held off on this? Like instead of saying all of this vague stuff, just wait mm. like two weeks when they inevitably announce it. <laughs> but I mean he said like um, he came out and he was like apparently cheering after the fucking meeting 
that he was like, this is excellent. This is perfect. This is this exactly is what I want. This is the best news. He's the only... Every, Gal Gadot came out crying. <laughs> ben Affleck came out just with his head in his hands. Henry Cavill well, like kicked out a window. Most came out carrying like, a box of all the shit that was on their desk. Like. <laughs> yeah. Henry Cavill was kicked out <laughs> by security. And fucking Moe's like, yes, this is perfect. He's done really well out of this. Honestly, look, he's a good cast for it is the thing. So I'm yeah. really not mad at that. And um, um, also I should mention that uh like he's also yet to play Aquaman in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, but you forgot is also coming out this year uh, in that, at Christmas. Has that been filmed? Yes. Right. Okay. Is that coming out? Should that come out? It's coming out December 25th. 2023. I really don't think it is. I th- no, it is. Don't prove me wrong, but... It is. Yeah. I, I think they yeah. are releasing it, and then they're just moving on, and he's going to be Lobo. And then, yeah, and then it's DC 2024 is going to be completely different. I, I think um, I think he's like the last bastion, December 25th, and then after that, they're like, right, from now on, clean slate after this year, which is like another year lost, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but it's I'm, a year they can be doing setup and pre-production for other stuff. Like we'll still get, I assume, announcements of what's happening in the reboot. Like the vibe I was getting was he was like, "I'm so excited! I've landed my dream role," and they're like, "Well, well like Aquaman." He's like, "Yes, <laughs> that's Look, the role. I can play Aquaman. That's no problem." <laughs> I like Aquaman. He's good, but he's not my dream role. Um, um, he said at the time that his DC dream was coming true. <laughs> Jesus Christ, get yeah. fucked, Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, would you like to see... It? I mean, if we got DC Lobo, and then they don't even have an Aquaman anymore, but now they have a Lobo, it's really strange, but also kind of cool, and I could see him appearing in the Suicide Squad sequel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, And I, I, instead of just trying to cast the big, the big three or whatever, just cast who you think is right for certain parts. And make those movies work. Like, The Suicide Squad is a great movie, even though most of the characters are basically unknowns. It's because yeah. they have the right people playing them, and they're written cleverly. I think The Suicide Squad is, like, so... I'm not going to say underrated, because I think a lot of people who've seen it are like, that's really good. It didn't make a lot of money. But, yeah, I mean, unappreciated might be the word. Yeah, like, it was so good. Like, you just go back and watch it, and just even... Turn, like, that shot in Homelander... Homelander. Um, that shot in John Cena's character. Peacemaker. Uh, Peacemaker, yeah. Peace, basically the same person. But Peacemaker's helmet, and him yeah, fighting... Fight oh, with Rick Flagg is so fucking good, just in the reflection. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Monday, shot. A lot of DC news, a lot of a lot of stories just to annoy you. But yeah, next yeah, week, I'm hoping for some big trailers are dropping. Look, knowing our luck, they will all drop tomorrow morning. Yeah, probably. Um, but hey, I look, I got, I survived. I'm better for it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm more excited about DC than ever. Would you what like about me to say? Christ like, too? <laughs> look, I'm more excited about Jesus than ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah take us out John thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays we'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday Friday with Hero or Zero and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays big thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon shoutouts go to Roisin the Wife Palmer Joe Burney Ryan Kamatsu Dozer Enthusiast Evanson fun facts with waffles did you know that the kiwi lays the largest egg in ratio to its body of any bird Jesus. did you know that Connor is that some crack some crack oh very good excellent ah. uh, thank you also to David Clark Sean Chuckle in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jamieson Dominic Anna Iris Walrus Forever Helm Roos Danny McLaughlin No One's Ever Really Gone Luke Hoth Lord Smish Michelle Brown Michaela Doughty Buster Ed Ball The Adventures of Indiana Jones and the franchise that just won't die Connor and Lorraine had completely forgot to shorten their long nickname until catching up on the podcast recently well, thanks for changing it now. Uh, Russ, character limit be mm-hmm. damned. It was just a temporary setback in this whole naming malarkey, but I'm still just Russ, Parfit, <laughs> and Jackson Bruheim. <laughs> Look, you're entertaining Connor, at least. Um, but thank you all for the continued support. If you want to get access to the Patreon, get all of our movie reviews and things that we have over there, head on over to patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description. Also is the merch store, Heroes for Hire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilman's discussion group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. 
I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have a Connor Long. I should show me. I should see you next week. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.